Welcome back to Building the Bach, and I'm your host, Jason Spies. As we continue our feature on Bach and aviation, we start to see the integration of new technologies. Former governor of North Dakota, Ed Schaefer, calls the Bach and play a technology boom, referring to the hydraulic fracturing and the horizontal drilling as a catalyst to drive the energy economy in the Bakken oil field. But technology and innovation doesn't necessarily need to happen on the drill site to effectively impact the bottom line. That's the approach one software company is bringing to the oil and gas industry from the aviation industry. At the surface, Comply365 is a software company that provides solutions for managing business operations and processes. But that is sort of like saying Apple is a company that provides solutions for managing your music and apps. This is a company that seemingly swooped in from out of nowhere to solve many of the paperwork problems plaguing the aviation industry. This is a company that has the minds, contacts, and support from former Apple chief financial officer Joe Graziano and tech entrepreneur Rob Ryan. Leading the charge is Kerry Frank. Frank is Comply 365's founder and CEO. Meet Kerry Frank, the woman who just might revolutionize the oil and gas industry. the company in uh, 2007, my husband and I, and, um, you know, we really went after aviation, and we just went in to see if there was a niche problem we could solve. So, you know, we, we bootstrapped a company, you know, we sat our kids down, and, and I sat my husband down, I've started about, you know, a dozen different companies in my life, but I wanted to always build a billion-dollar kind of scalable, huge, giant company. This, I told my husband, this is it. This idea is it. It's not going to be, you know, the last 10. So I said, we have to um, come to an agreement that I'm, I'm willing to, you know, get, I'll lose everything for this business if I have to. So if we end up in a one bedroom apartment, our family has to survive. Like, we all have to survive, our marriage has to survive, and we have to be all committed. So we basically took a vote, all the kids and me, and I've got three kids, and we took a vote, and everybody said we're in, you know. And um, we literally bootstrapped a company and grew it out of our basement of our home, and uh, we basically were in aviation and looking for a niche problem to solve that nobody had thought about. And we immediately saw a problem around pilots carrying 90 pounds of paper. And, you know, behind them, you know, if you've seen, you've traveled, you've got the really square black briefcase, a really square one, that's full of 90 pounds of paper at 90 pounds. And then a flight attendant's average 30 to 45 pounds. So um, basically they carry their maps, their charts, and then they also carry all their policies, documents, procedures, you know, what they have to reference in flight. And so um, at the time, it's 2008 now, they're, they're mailing in like envelopes like this, like to crew rooms revisions, right? You have a 1500 page manual and the FAA makes a change tomorrow and I've got to ship these out to, you know, 50,000, you know, they've got a sign that they've received it. They've got to mail it back. They've got to insert pages. They've got to shred the old pages. Like, can you talk about logistical nightmare in my mind? I was like, holy cow, you guys do this? And then if a pilot forgets, which they normally did, um, or gets caught with this envelope without the pages being inserted in their bag, they're fined by the FAA. And it's a huge risk, safety, compliance. 
So um, we immediately thought, how do we automate this? This is crazy. So that was our first kind of objective. So then I thought, if I just want to automate pilots and pilots are this crazy and flight attendants are, let's get the entire airline to show up. So I went to an airline that got a boardroom of every department. And I said, if I automated a technical publications for pilots, how could it help dispatch ground maintenance? And it was the first time that had ever been done that a vendor walked in and just listened. And I just started taking notes in that room of all their problems. And then I went back to my coders and I just said, okay, we're not gonna just solve a pilot problem, we're gonna solve an enterprise problem. This document policy procedure problem is with vendors, contractors, employees, it circumferences the entire operation. And in the room, when like maintenance would say their problems, the pilots would be like, wow, we didn't even know you had those problems. And so that's how we started. We, we developed our flagship product, which was called DCM, Document Communication Manager. And then when the iPad came out in 2010, I was just so excited. I had, you know, I bought one immediately, and then I start, go back to the airline, and I was like, this is it. This is our answer. Like, we've automated the back end. We've automated the distribution, but now we're going to make an app on an iPad, and now you guys can all have your manuals on an iPad. And they laughed. They were like, you are, you know, you're so innovative, Carrie, and we love that about you. But you are <laughs> Silly little Silly <laughs> We understand your, your problems. So I go from place to place with my iPad, and then I went to Jefferson, the major charting vendor, and I said, listen, we'll automate the manuals, and you can automate your charts. And then we'll go, to, and they laughed at me. They are like, you're crazy. Aviation is risk-adverse, safety, we hate change. And this is too innovative. We'll never go to this. Well, now fast forward, that was 2010. We're, you know, fast forward to today. Um, 90% of the airlines are in approvals for iPads from the FAA. Um, 90% probably will roughly have their approvals in the United States this year to fly with iPads in the cockpits. So anyway, we've solved a problem for the pilots. We're like the fastest growing software company in aviation right now because we, uh, we tackled the, the problem with mobile technology for a disparate workforce. So it's so, you know, it, it mirrors oil and gas so much, you know, because we've got a mobile workforce that, that is at, they're at 30,000 feet, so they don't have connectivity. We're at North Dakota, we don't always have connectivity. So we needed a simple app that worked with or without connectivity, um, that was super secure, um, encrypted, but that corporate could literally push a button and now it would instantly take off all your old policies and procedures and put your new ones in its place without the user having to do anything. And that brought a level of safety for the airlines. Like there was no risk, right, that that pilot had to delete something or update those papers anymore. It was controlled by corporate. And then from there, our clients would say, you're so good at listening, we need you to develop a training suite. Like, we, we need them to do their training the same way. Like, if we can send them there for their documents, why can't we send them there for their training? So we went ahead and added an e-learning system that, you know, tracks who's compliant with their training because that's part of a compliance package. And then from there, they said, we need forms. We need all of our electronic forms on the same app. We've got to, forms run our operation. Any operation that is regulated is run by forms, policies, procedures, and communication. And then they said workflow. 
like boy routing and approvals um, is so imperative we have to have an audit trail for life of how did this get approved or how did we make a change to this document and who approved it a lot of times a forms kicks off a workflow you know if you have um, we've been working in the gas industry and they their auditors currently go out and do inspections on pipelines and remote locations around the world while they're filling out paper forms of that inspection and then that forms like literally traveling like these crazy like we made a map but it's like crazy the form goes to this guy to this guy to this guy and finally makes it back to corporate headquarters where someone else manually enters it into an excel spreadsheet it's crazy so we actually made it so they could take this out you know on an inspection with no connectivity do their inspection oh i've got corrosion you know on this pipeline and we're at you know over a five which means this hat action has to be happened right they hit submit next time they get connected it immediately sends corporate uh, the form and it started the workflow of getting the crew that has to respond to corrosion on a pipeline and it follows up with them so now this becomes the core to any business right it's not been thought of by any other technology company of enterprise mobility around the core functionality of your documents your communication your forms your workflow and your training People are getting excited about and really kind of latching on to. What the comments that we're hearing are like this, like, you know, in gas, the CEO looked at me and said, we had no idea this technology even existed. He said, we have some key pain points that we were trying to solve. He said, you came in in five minutes. This was the CEO that I met with. He said, and within five minutes of you talking, I knew you solved every single pain point and then probably 20 others that we didn't Mm -hmm. even know could be solved. And so that's when he called an emergency meeting and had all of his staff come in. And then his staff actually looked at me and they said, who are you? Because I I told him my background, like I'm from aviation and we're moving into this industry. How did we get a call from our CEO that said emergency meeting? I said, what I said, I guess must have resonated. And um, these guys said, not only resonated, he he said, you basically came in here and solved every single problem that we have. And we're just blown away. And they're like, you know, God bless you for showing up, you know. I wrote down listening as a commodity. It is. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I, I, I would say it is the biggest reason for my success is that I listened. I still listen today. Like, I'm a very active CEO. I'm on the road all the time. And, you know, a lot of times people say, well, you know, you can't, you can't be that active. And I said, I built this company on listening. And when we decided to go into the energy sector and oil and gas, I just looked at Brian and I said, I want to put my cowboy boots on and come because I listened in aviation and that's how I was successful. And I built relationships with people and I understood their pain. You know, in aviation, I'm, I speak around the world now. They bring me in. I just spoke in Stockholm as a thought leader um, to 300 pilots worldwide. And, you know, to me, it was kind of funny. I giggled, you know, as I introduced me because I was like, yeah, three years ago, most of you were laughing at me. And now I'm a thought leader, you know. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, uh, Actually, I'm so glad I'm your hero today. Um, It might be crazy to think that software will revolutionize the oil and gas industry, but Frank's vision, her business acumen, and her eye for innovation just might prove invaluable to the central offices across the Bakken. For more information on Carrie Frank or Comply 365, visit our website, buildingthebakken.com. That's us, that's right, gotta love us 
Miss part of the show? Log on to BillingTheBakken.com for past shows and interviews. Look more, no hands. I love this American.